Reopening Delaware, a special presentation of the Rick Jensen Show on WDEL. Join us now as we navigate the future of our state through and beyond the COVID-19 crisis. Here's Rick Jensen. All right, so uh, every Tuesday after the news, Daryl Scott, director of Delaware's Unemployment Office, calls in and takes your calls, questions, and gives you an update on what's happening with the Unemployment Insurance Office, giving you a, a real helping hand when it's so hard to reach somebody sometimes by email, by phone. You've grown the office exponentially. Still, there are a lot of challenges, just as there are all around the country. And uh, I'd like to get right to the phone with, a, uh, with someone with a problem, and then maybe we can That'd talk about the numbers if you have that with you. Okay. Let's All right, uh, let's get to Dayon, uh, 529-1017. Dayon, you're on with Daryl Scott, Director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Office. Hi, Daryl. Hey, Dayon. Were you on with us last week? I was. You all told me I, I, if, if I didn't hear anything. Yeah, and I need you to, if you'll send Rick an email with your information, R-I-C-K at W-D-E-L.com. I'll have somebody look into it. I, I will tell you, and Dayon, I think I've shared this with you, we still are working on older claims than um, than when you placed yours at the end of September. But uh, send me your information and let me see what the issue may be with your claim. See whether there's a question we have about it. I, I sent a uh, Rick already got my email. You want me to send him another email or? If if you would, I would appreciate that. Yeah, the number of emails I get and forward to my team is pretty significant. So if you could do that for me, that'd be great. All right, I'll do that by the end of the day. I appreciate right. that. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, thank, yeah, sometimes it's a, it's a matter of just getting in front of a number of different people on the team because you have so many thousands of folks that uh, that need help and need guidance to this, and uh, I guess about 100 employees, about 100 folks there who can help out. Is that right? It is. I mean, we we so we started with 88. We're over 200, I think more uh, closer to probably 220, and – the majority of those have been added to support interfacing with individuals like Dayon. So phones, claims, and the adjudication process, which are the claims deputies. And as I shared with you, I think last week we added um, another 18 claims deputies, another uh, 10 to 13, I don't know the exact number, uh, claims processors. Uh-huh. And we're in our new facility that um, – that allowed us to bring people from four facilities into into one. Really? I mean, it's got to be pretty big. Are you keeping people apart by six well, feet or, or what? Yeah. Yes. Well, one, we've got um, the new facility has cubicles that provide adequate separation. And uh, it's a fairly big space. We've got about 60 people in it. But um, we feel like we were able to maintain the appropriate social distancing. Everybody wears a mask uh, if they're in a common area. Only time you can is if you're facing your computer. Yeah, right. So, how, yeah. how many times? Is it, how often do they have to go and disinfect everything? Too. I mean, is this a situation where you have a team coming in and cleaning the place every day, or uh, is everybody, every individual, just uh, sanitizing what they have? So, every, everybody tries to be mindful of it, but we, um, with most of our facilities, and I think with the new one as well, we have, you know, we sort of have regular cleaning each night, and we have somebody come in midday to take care of common areas. Um, so we're trying to make sure we do our part to provide everybody a safe working environment. Um, so, and again, they've got um, the nice thing about the new facility as compared to some of our older is all the cubicles are, I think, five feet high. So it provides good separation between the individuals and, and their neighbor. 
I, I want to get back to something we've talked about before, and that is people who have been waiting weeks and weeks and weeks, perhaps even uh, a, a couple months or three, for uh, some of their unemployment monies. And it's always a good idea, I think, to remind folks, here's the situation, here's the status, and, and this is what uh, the office is doing. So before we get to the big numbers overall, maybe you could help sure. people with, with that, uh, that, that line of um, a sequence of events so they understand why right. it's taking long. So there's a couple, a couple things that I want to remind people. So you file your initial claim and you have a weekly certification. And until your claim is approved and paid, you need to make sure you're doing your weekly certification. But Rick, part of, part of the, the challenge with making that initial determination, and we, we actually have very few claims prior to July that are yet to be reviewed. Um, and, and some of those are, and some of those aren't actually claims that we haven't paid. People have gone back to work, they've filed another claim, and we're having to look at their claim a second time. Mm-hmm. So the process is if there's a separation issue, if you indicated retirement income or other income or um, severance pay or you know the reason you left your job uh, may trigger a requirement for us to review your claim. And so before the pandemic start, we, we had seven people doing adjudication, which is the, that, that evaluation. And in the first four weeks of the pandemic, normally we would get about 2,000 claims. We got 62,000 claims. Yeah. And so that's part of the challenge that we're working through. And as I said, um, when I looked at the reports um, on Monday, we had very few. Again, when I look at some of the claims for March, they're, they're not – original claims. They're, they're sort of second claims where people have come back in after working. Um, but we continue to, to work through a very small backlog of older claims. And the clean, uh, team is working uh, in earnest on claims from July and August. And we've got a, a fair number from September that will be worked. The Again, we're, we did about 2,000 claims last month. We added 15 people. We're anticipating to do more than that this month. And um, and as everybody gets more productive, we'll do more in December as well. So, right, um, th- yeah. So the one thing too, again, if you haven't heard from us and you haven't sent us an email um, in a number of times, and Rick, if they're listening to your show, if they send you an email, uh, you'll forward it to us, and we'll take a look at it and make sure that uh, whoever's assigned the work is following up on it. I will, and it's Rick R I C K at w d e l dot com. We have two calls on the line. Let's get to Rich. Rich, you're on with Daryl. Uh, yes, sir. Good, good afternoon. Uh, having a problem with his claim. He initially filed uh, in March, and then they said he wasn't eligible because he was still in school, but there was no school at the time. Uh, we refiled again in April. He received two checks, I believe, at the beginning of May, and then nothing. Now, we've spent hours on hold till we finally got a hold of somebody to say it, that it was... Uh, uh, in a deputy's hands for review, they would try to expedite it. Uh, they would send us an email, but we've had no contact, no nothing. I don't know. So, is there anything we can do, or where would I go? Well, one is send send Rick an email, uh, rick at wdel dot com, and let me have somebody take a look at it. So, um, again, the team has been focused on trying to make sure we address claims that weren't paid. 
and then we're submitted to adjudication. It could just be on a on a deputy's assignment list, and we'll have to check on the status of it. Okay, so if I go try the email route, and then yeah, hopefully we'll get something from there. Yeah, hopefully we yeah, can because the, that gets it in front of Daryl like a like a you know a red flag in front of a bull. It gets his attention. And, and all righty, and then he gets that to a team member. That's not too flattering, I suppose, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, whatever it takes to get the job done. So we'll exactly. We'll if yeah, if you'll again just include uh, his name, contact information, and last four of social. If you don't have a claim number, if you have a ticket number or a case number. That will that will suffice. So, um, but just shoot Rick an email and then let us take a look at it. Yeah, keep all that okay, stuff we, in there. All right, yep, thanks, Rich. I've got all, all right. that information. Thank you for right. your help. Bye God now. bless. Five two nine one zero one seven. Five two nine one zero one seven. Let's get to John. John, you're on with Daryl Scott, director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Office. Hi, Daryl. How are you? I'm doing well, John. How are you? Uh, before I ask my question, I, I owe you an apology. I was one of those PUA people who. Um, filed early and went through weeks and weeks and weeks and I run a recruiting business for restaurant managers so you can imagine how hard my business wow. got hit when this happened yeah and oh, uh, it's just I've almost lost my business but you know it's, it's almost done I'm, I'm hanging on by thread but at the same time though um, when it finally got done and I got the money and everything I, I took a step back because I used to I used to open restaurants and I remember what it's like to hire 150 people and train them for two weeks to get ready for um, a $200,000 opening. And I started to realize, you know what, that's exactly what you just did. And it is no yeah. easy for, you know, for all the things I thought, I apologize. You know, um, that was no easy task that you, that you, that you did. Um, for all of us who were out waiting on the money, that was a, a tremendous job you did because I will tell you the PUA program is pretty solid now. Never run into issues or anything anymore. So I owe you an apology. I'd like to say thank uh, you at the same time. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, the team, the team has done incredible work to step up and uh, me. No one uh, anticipated the the outreach and the need that that we've been faced with and getting that system stood up. But I'm, I'm glad we've had success in getting you some assistance and hopefully others in the restaurant business as well. Now, are you also having a problem with anything you need to talk to Daryl about any problem with anything? I, I, I have a question about the extension. My, 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 my yeah. benefits are about to expire and I understand there's an, an extension. I tried to read through it. I didn't understand all of it about the, the, the state being at a certain percentage Yep. Um, and while it's at a certain three month percentage, you get, you, you do get an extension. Yeah. So let me explain. So because our unemployment rate was higher than 8% for a three month average. And I think we were at 9.2 this past, this most recent month for the three month average. So we're still above that. What, what happened is we triggered on what we call high end. It's a high unemployment period. And it triggers on a seven additional weeks of extended benefits, but also seven additional weeks for the PUA program as well. So you won't have to do anything for that extension as long as we're, you know, we're in that high unemployment period. Um, so where PUA expires after 39 weeks, as long as we're in that, that high unemployment period, you'll get the seven additional weeks. 
if we were to happen to trigger off, as they say, the the high unemployment period, uh, you'll get a notice of um, you'll get a notice that it's ending, and we have um, basically three weeks to make that um, to turn turn it off. But again, you won't have to apply for anything. The system continue to present you with the opportunity to uh, to submit weekly certifications uh, for those additional okay. weeks. All right, yep. there you go. I gotta go. I have to run off to Patty before we have to take our break at five two nine one one seven. Patty, you're on with Daryl. Real quick, please. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Hi, I'm calling. Um, I have to, the, the beginning of my unemployment experience was excellent. I didn't have the problems some have, so I was very pleased with that. But then, due to COVID, I had to change my hours at work. I'm trying to make it quick yeah. uh, because my daughter is a stay-at-home student, as, I, as is everyone. She was having issues, so I changed my hours. I, I, when I did that, I lose my benefits for um, health benefits. A month later, I had a stroke. I have no health benefits, which is okay. And then I didn't, um, when you don't work, you don't get paid. So I went six weeks without pay, and I had read... If something happened, you might have an opportunity. Anyway, I filed um, for unemployment. That was back on August um, 20th. To this day, I've not received a piece of paper. Nothing, nothing. I call. They say, oh, it's still pending. I actually had emailed Rick. I know he had sent it on, and now this is, like, November. Nothing. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to revisit this email. Uh, give me the yep. name, uh, the name on the email, or what the email address name is. Uh, the email. My name is Pat Milburn, Patty Milburn. My email is P. Right, Milburn. Milburn. Okay, Milburn. Got it. I'm going to go yep. and get that, and I'm going to resend it to Daryl today. He will know that you're there, uh, waiting for this, and so we'll revisit that. Forgive me, but uh, we have to get to news. Right here. So, Daryl, uh, what you're doing is wonderful. Thank you very much. Enjoy your week next week, and we'll get this on the podcast page as well. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye-bye.